Hey, welcome back to another episode of Stage Door. If you guys enjoy this podcast, tell a friend, tell a coworker, tell somebody who you think might actually like listening to a podcast about theater because that is our best way of getting out there and getting known. And the more listeners we have, the more episodes we are probably going to end up doing. But we have no, don't worry, don't worry. We're not going anywhere anytime soon. So don't panic or anything like that. Today we have somebody special on, a couple of somebody special on, a new place. And we love having new places on. They actually reached out to us. They're putting on a special show. In particular, Rachel reached out to me uh, on Instagram uh, because we had Cassio Kanka on. You probably have no idea who that is, but she's a... She, uh, Rachel had mentioned. Yeah, she's a big deal. She's a big Broadway uh, person, but she started with the Toledo Opera Youth Choral, is what I think is what it was called, or something like that. Youth Chorale, she called it. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Is that Choral yep. or Chorale? Mm-hmm. Chorale. Why is it Chorale, not Choral? Because it has an E on the end. Yeah. Oh, is that actually? So when you think of corral, I just think of like westerny things or something. No, is that? Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> different. Differently, yeah, yeah or, differently, or the golden kind of corral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, but she, but she was on, and we of course tagged you guys because you know mm-hmm. it's a big deal. You know, somebody who started doing those things, and she was like, "Hey, thanks. How, would you be interested in having us on?" And we were like. Uh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> oh, <that's cool. laughs> absolutely. Anything where they're singing and dancing or anything like that that's even mildly, would you call this theater opera, yeah, or do absolutely. you call it something oh, yeah. else? No, it's theater. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was offensive to call it theater. Not absolutely not. I mean, so we hope that it is. You know, oh, okay. That, that's the the storytelling is such that it's theater and music all put together. Okay. That so it's a musical. It's uh, uh, <laughs> opera was the first musical theater. Is that what it really? Yeah. See, right. I don't so know stuff. In musical theater then they put in book scenes, the the dialogue okay. that broke up the the uh, all the music, but in opera they were so emotional and these stories were so dramatic and theatrical that they just sang all the time because it's usually a musical theater. It's oh a, a person breaks out into song because they just have to get those emotions out Absolutely. of them. Absolutely. So the drama of and theatrics of opera from hundreds of years ago was so intense that they just sang it all. Oh, so are you familiar with Les Mis? Yes, Les Misérables. Ab- absolutely. So they don't they don't say any dialogue in between. Right. Either. It's that's, all sung so that's through. that's like an opera then. Absolutely. Okay. There, and is there, there are any opera difference companies between that have that? done it. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. so would that be possibly maybe considered almost an opera then? Yes. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know, some people you know stipulate it's like well you know the the style of mu- of the music makes it opera okay. versus musical theater, but in the the strict definition of the term, yeah, it'd be considered okay. Opera. Awesome. The story, of course, is you know dramatic enough that oh, yeah. it certainly you know warrants. That's the very first one I saw. Everybody who's listens to podcasts annoyed me saying that all the time, but it was, and it was one of those like, wow, this is an intense show. So yeah. it's the Broadway show I've seen the most of. Yeah. See, so it's if that if I find that intensity in there, you're gonna you're saying that a lot of operas maybe like that then yeah. very mm-hmm. intense and very okay. See, very I need to go so. see more opera then because yeah, I, absolutely I have not, and I'm guilty of it. Of, of <laughs> not, and that's again why we wanted to have you on and talk to you guys about this stuff because I just don't know anything about it. You know, I feel kind of. You know, inferior sometimes, maybe not knowing some of the things. I came here in 1991 to Toledo, went to the museum and saw an actual Monet mm-hmm. and was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> <laughs> and that right away, I was like, oh, 
I'm from Kansas, Ohio, and now I'm not anymore because I already feel like in my brain, my brain, yeah, I'm like the Grinch whose brain got bigger three sizes that day. You know, I was like, what? Wow. And so it opened me up. And I and I went and saw the symphony at the Peristyle, and, and but I haven't gone and seen a Toledo opera ever. Well, we have to change that. Yeah, yeah we do. I we definitely Absolutely. have to change that. I know. And so you guys are doing a, a show coming up called Blue, correct? Yes. What, so now is the time when you tell me what this show is about. <laughs> oh, thank you. Put me on the spot. Yeah. Um, it's the the story of an African American family who mm-hmm. has uh, a young son who. Uh, Tends to be uh, politically inclined, you know. Okay, he, he tends to be a bit of a rabble rouser. Um, turns out that his father is a police officer, and uh, at the very beginning of the opera, it's it's kind of a flashback moment. We we meet the the mother of the the son, um, and she's talking with her girlfriends and saying that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And they're all really really excited until she says, "Well, I'm having a boy." Oh, and, and that was a the, big dramatic problem. Big dramatic problem. Harlem oh. raising a son. You know, it's it's almost like a, a death sentence. She, she's married or not married? She uh, is married. Okay, okay yeah. but she was just that fearful to have a, her, a boy. Her friends in Harlem. are that fearful. Oh, her friends are okay. And uh, but she's like, no matter what, he's my he's my boy. You know, he's my child. And then uh, we also see the the father telling his friends, who are all cops with him, and they are all gung ho about this. This is great, you know, bringing another another African American man into this world. This is wonderful. And then we meet the son sixteen years later as he's uh, grown up, off to college, uh, engaging in political activities, you know, doing uh, demonstrations and riots, and his father is saying, "Please, please be careful." You know, you're so, so really contrasting right from the beginning, though, with the with the mom and the way her friends Absolutely. are, and the way that, and I assume they delve into why that is. You know, I don't want to. Yeah, I uh, they do, and what's, what's really cool is Janine Tesori, who is the the composer, really reflects that in, in the music. For each, I mean, uh, at the beginning, the celebration of you know that 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 this child is going to be born, mm-hmm. and then when we find out that it's going to be a boy, and and she just stop. flips like that, like yeah. I mean, what, what, but I guess I would say like, is it really that much better that it's a girl? I mean, is it in the African American community? Yes, in having, that area, having a black male is, and and to this day, obviously, this is a contemporary opera. Okay, it I was is, ask that. it is well. something that. You might have the talk with your son or daughter about sex. Uh-huh. African American families have the talk about being safe. If you're stopped by a cop, oh. you do this, this, and this. You don't do this, this, and this because there are inherent difficulties yeah. um, with the with the uh, police um, in, in a lot this of is communities. A very contemporary show. Yes, Absolutely. It is. Okay. And what's interesting is it was written before the summer of 2020 when Black Lives Matters came mm-hmm. and we had all the problems uh, around the country. This was written a couple years before that. It would have to be. Like a musical, it takes years of to course. develop mm-hmm. an opera. And it was just so. Um, contemporary in in what was going on and it uh premiered in Glimmerglass festival in new york in 2019 when one of our staff members saw it and said hey we need to do this and we jumped on it so we've been planning this since 
three years ago now. So August yeah. of 2019. I'm just is living we in this oblivious white guy silo myself, obviously, thinking things are a certain way. And obviously, it had not been that way for a very, 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 very long time to the point where somebody had an opportunity to even write shows about it or do something and then take the time to produce it and do it. And then, uh, and, um, and I'm like, oh, this is, they must have just real contemporary. It's like, no, this crap's been going on for a long time. You're well, just and dumb it's interesting and because clueless. when yeah. Taswell Thompson, who is the librettist who wrote the words, the what? The librettist. What's that mean? That means he's the person who writes the words for the libretto. That's the script. Oh, the okay. script of the piece. So, so he, he writes the lyrics. Correct. Yes. Thank yes. you. Exactly. You so they it. call it the they call the lyricist a librettist in an yes. opera. Yes. Thank you. So Taswell is also coming to direct the piece, which is we're very excited about. But when he oh, originally, yeah. yeah, he's coming to Toledo. Big deal. So. Yeah, it's Holy. a big deal to get yeah. there. Yeah. You think? So when um, he was originally looking at this story, he had the father being a jazz musician. Mm. And it was uh, Ms. Tesori, the, the composer, who said, what do we think about you know having the father a cop? I like that And better. I guess they kind of discussed it at length. Yeah, because at first he said no. Yeah. Like, no. And you know, I think it, it really enhances the piece and gives it another layer oh, yeah. of drama. Yeah, I think so, too. To, to have a black guy in blue, as they call it. Yeah. Oh. That's one of the lines in the show. Does, does the... Um Libretto know that there's going to be a podcast about this. You know? Yes. All right. Yes. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, I feel special then that somebody knows about this thing. Well, I I think that he made the right call. I think that that is another whole time if, when I'm watching this show, I'll have this background tension in my head, that knowing that you know the father's a police officer and he's going to have to try and do certain things. And do they do they delve into why he is a police officer? Do they touch base on that at all? No, the, really. the, no. the choice of his employment isn't a part of the story. Okay, it's the son's rebellion against that choice of employment uh, that is the story. Like go. good word. Like most families, no matter what their color or you know religion My family's background, perfect, man. Exactly. <laughs> um, there's always you know the. Children always go, ugh, my mother's a teacher and I have to go to the same school uh, or whatever oh, it might be. be. Bad, yeah. Yeah. That is that is an issue in a lot Yikes. of families. So he's in the same neighborhood that he's patrolling. Correct. So his so his son would see As him it is in, in, other... in a lot of, of New York, the cops live where they work. Oh, I missed yeah. that part. It's in Harlem. It's in Harlem. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Exactly. I'm catching up. I'm catching up. I just, I, I, my brain picks up little things here and there, and I, I, something shiny, and then I pick it back up. So it's a really provocative and touching story about this family. Yes, it sounds that way. So, are we allowed to ruin anything at all? Like, who are these people that are in this show? I mean, do you? Well, we have we have many characters. There's the mother, and these are their character names: the mother, the father, the son, oh, the reverend. Okay. Um, and then there are three women who play uh, the mother's girlfriends and then congregants of their church. And one plays a nurse because she's having the child in a flashback. Okay. And then there are three male ensemble that play cops and then congregants of the church. So okay. that is the entire cast. It's a 10-member cast. And who are these people, though? Because, again, I, I kind of – I'm, I'm – 
fairly knowledgeable about the area and the theater performers, that kind of stuff. But are these people that are coming in from out of town they or are these are, people locally? Okay. They're from all over the country. So these are paid Some professionals are, then? Correct. There New York, California, Philadelphia, Baltimore. We've got people from yeah, everywhere. Jim had to do all the, the flights. so he knows. All the all. flights? What, yeah. What's that mean? You, would you have we to go to recruit these people? We fly them in and house them for the wow. two weeks we're here. Mm-hmm. I should be an opera singer. It sounds very, <laughs> very pampery. It's Ooh, not. It's not. It's, not. Oh, it's, work it's really hard. It's hard work. Yeah. They will put the show where, as musical theater, will take six to eight weeks to rehearse mm-hmm. a show. We start tomorrow and we open two weeks from tomorrow. It's a two week rehearsal period. Oh my god! So you get a week in the rehearsal room and then a week on stage. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a no messing around yeah, kind of environment. They all know their music and words and everything, and pretty much. Taswell puts them together along with Chelsea Tipton, our conductor, and gets them to gel and also then gives them their staging, where they're moving on stage and what props they're using, whatever that is. Um, And that's all done very quickly. Wow. Yeah, so you said they get the music ahead of time, and so they work on it way ahead of time. They know about Um, it. But it's a new show. Kenneth who is playing our father, um, originated the role three years ago okay. at Glimmer Glass. So he yeah. and Gordon Hawkins, who plays the Reverend, have both done the role before. Oh, Everyone okay. else in our cast is new to their roles, but they got the music six, seven months so ago. So you got a couple people who are original cast members. Yes. Correct. Oh, that's that's pretty Correct. awesome. That's yeah, pretty It really sweet. is. I mean, I think that everybody will learn from what, you know, yeah. experiences with these roles. That's right? just, I just like in the theater world, it's like we want to go to see this show on Broadway before it closes exactly. and goes away, and then we don't get to see or the original. somebody else yeah. takes well, over. Well, exactly. what's really Patty cool is Kenneth, role, you know? mm-hmm. her father, and Andy nice, Marie nice, Moore. Pa- nice Patty call. <laughs> <laughs> and Andy, who is playing the mother. They're both going on this fall to, I believe it's called the Dutch National Opera in the Netherlands, um, to do Blue yeah. with Taswell over there. They're doing a production. Wow. But every one of these productions, unlike a tour of Les Miserables, uh-huh. is different. Why? They use different sets, different costumes. We oh. have different ensemble people, different um, costumes. All of that is different. It's not pick this up and take it from city to city. Oh, so they like actually in our arrive at the city and have different sets provided for yeah. them? Correct. <gasps> yeah. So Glimmerglass uh. had a physical set with platforms and a drop, mm-hmm. a painted drop. We're not doing that. We're doing furniture and props and projections. Okay. So we're doing rear projection for this, which I think is the first time Taswell has done the show that way. And and uh, that's on you, right? You're the artistic director? Correct. And you're the artistic director? Yeah. You're both artistic directors? We are both. So if this thing looks great, you get all the props. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> He's looks great. I'm sounds great. Oh, exactly. okay. All right. Well, that you you got the real one then, don't you? The sounds great job. Yeah. If an opera doesn't sound great, oh, ooh, trouble. Boy. trouble, deep trouble. <laughs> Can you hear little mic squeaks or anything like that? Do you ever have? So again, I've never performed or I've never gone to one of these. Where are these performed? Valentine Theater. Oh, it's it's always our, it's our home theater. Is yeah. it always? Yes. Um, Why am I so clueless? Sometimes I do wish I was a little less clueless. I mean, I, I wasn't sure if you guys performed at the Peristyle or anything like that. That's that's the home of the symphony. The Peristyle so is sure. a beautiful concert hall. It's mm-hmm. not a theater. No. So okay, the lighting point. and um, space for for sets and things is non-existent there. So. And the Valentine is beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. And it's the right size. It's I feel perfect like. for oh, opera. It's the perfect size. 902 seats is just, you know, our, our performers, we used to, back before the Valentine was renovated, we performed at the Stranahan. Okay. Which, God love the Stranahan, but it's a very it's, large it's place. Yes. And singers it has would, its place. That's why it's so great. It right. Yeah. Both these things are perfect. Singers Absolutely. would come out on stage and go, 
Oh boy. Yeah. I'm gonna have to really <laughs> sing. And now they walk out on the Valentine, they go, Oh, this is gonna be nice because I can sing softly and I can sing loudly. I don't have to to push. And it's got that beautiful absorption in mm-hmm. that theater with the with just the way it's set up. We had Josh Smith on uh from the Valentine. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he was talking and I I've already bragged enough about how I love the Valentine. I probably shouldn't do it some more, but it is yeah. so it's nice. it's a beautiful home and we're very we're happy so we lucky. we reopened the Valentine in nineteen ninety nine with a production of Tosca. We were the first thing that came back. You're just throwing shows out I've never heard of. Remember I never seen the shows before? It's so like what is like a, like the main like if you had to guess like everybody should know this opera and should have gone to Well, it. the ABCs of opera are Aida, okay. set in Egypt, okay. La Boheme, oh, set in Paris. I've actually heard about those. And too. Carmen, set in Spain. Carmen. Those are the ABCs. Okay. So if you if you ever see anything at all, at least see those and then you can say Absolutely. you've seen some opera. But uh, this blue thing sounds... I, I'm in, very intrigued, though. The fact that it's a contemporary-type mm-hmm. show, and we're having these professionals come in that are obviously really, really good. So these people... The other two, so they've had it for a while now. Can they go back? Or they probably went back, and, and are there are like recordings that they've seen so they can at least understand what it is, or do they just get handed This one has music? only one recording because it's so new. Washington National wow. Opera okay. just released a recording. Um, Kenneth saw that recording yeah. Yeah. a few months ago but normally like an Aida or a Boheme yeah. there are dozens upon dozens of <laughs> right. recordings but so, from 1932 to the present so like who plays the mom the mom is not somebody who's done this before right in this show this Correct. is her first time okay. singing the role so she's ne- she's never sung it before she so her thing is she gets to send this music is there are there recordings of the audio Kevin, at least can, Kevin can talk about that process yeah, he's please. an opera coach this is oh you're an opera coach I'm an opera coach oh my yeah. gosh and an artistic director? Yes. Man. And a brilliant pianist. And a, a brilliant a pianist. A piano player. Oh, piano player. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I have to play all the rehearsals starting tomorrow. So. Oh, I'm sorry. I pull, I pull that in. pianist joke out every time. Yeah. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm 10 Let's years old. Let's keep it uh, clean for the kids. <laughs> um, 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 yeah, so basically, uh, you know, these, these singers have all gone through uh, music school. Uh-huh. They've all learned how to read music, how to learn music, and they're given... The score. The score is like their Bible. You know, it has every note, it has every word in it, it has some stage directions and things so they can get an idea of, of character. They may do some, you know, background reading and, you know, maybe study some other. And this score has of, a lot of, um, Janine's put in a lot of tempo markings oh my and, goodness. and dramatic <laughs> feeling in into the word, you know, every the, other page right. is like new tempo. New t- and, and new metronome markings. So I know, love like, that you guys are so like intense about opera. Well, I love no, I've it. Had, you know, I've been working. I'm on like, it. I don't I know what you're talking about very much. I'm loving it. Time. I love that you love it. That's yeah. what I love. Yeah. So anyway, somebody like uh, like Andy uh, has like who are the mother? Okay, the, thank the, you. The singer playing the, okay. the, the mother has been just spending time with her score, with her book, learning note by note. She probably hired a, a pianist to play through it with her and and wow. And she might even in. take it to her teacher if she still exactly. studies. A lot of, you know, even if they're professional and of traveling course. around the world, they'll go back and, and study with, you know, a coach or, or a teacher to, to work, especially on a, a new role. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I would hope that I wouldn't be so superior in my brain to think I know everything and I don't need any help, even if I were a pro. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Everybody that's professional still has coaches and, and exactly. everybody helping them out, no. trainers. and that, that it's so great to hear. 
You, you know, have to. People don't understand a lot of times that aspect of it, and so thank you. Well, you think I, they just the yeah, professional they, athletes even professional exactly. athletes. You know, so if you're a professional wide receiver, you just am automatically good. You don't need to help anyone ever. You again. still have to do the work in the in exactly. the equipment in, in the every room year and the trainer and every all of that year stuff. they're doing mm-hmm. all that. Off season rolls around, they're find out what their weaknesses were. And strengthen them. Exactly. That's, that's I'm sure, and the that's same what deal. With- do exactly the same thing. Now, one thing to bring up, you know, when we were talking back at the beginning of our discussion, the difference between opera and musical theater. Yeah. Now, in opera, the singers are not, they're not amplified. They're not mic'd. It's completely their voice. Oh, my gosh. And they were in the Stranahan? They yes. Were in the Stranahan. Yeah, there, you're yes. right. Yeah. That yeah. was. It's a big uh, sing. <laughs> big yeah. sing. I'm sure I would have walked out and been like, oh, boy. It's just like they were like, oh, this is going to be. So how do you, how does one become an opera singer? That's the other thing that I don't years quite understand. Years of study and years of practice. Like, do you go to college and go, major in opera? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, most colleges and, and uh, universities have you know, programs to study voice. Okay. And but it's also a, a talent that is in you. Right, I understand that. Is that is then honed and perfected because not everybody has that big a voice they can just, you know, get on the Metropolitan Opera stage and sing for 4,000 people. I mean, that does take a natural talent that's there that goes, you know what? I think I'm good for opera, but maybe not musical yeah, well, theater and vice a, versa. Yeah, yeah, as a guy who's who's very naive to lots of things in the world, it's like I wasn't sure. I just didn't understand. Like I know that people go to go to college for dance. Sure. And I know that people go to college and they are in the symphonies and the orchestras and, and but I just I'm like, I don't I've never heard of anybody saying they're going to major in opera. That, it's is that something what it that is? comes a little bit later, later than dance or musical theater because it. Kevin can talk more yeah. about this, but the voice it you have to get it to mature. Okay, you're you're not coming out as a twelve year old for the most part mm. and singing opera. It's right? not I the mean, Vienna the, the, Boys opera. No, it's not the, exactly oh, okay, right. exactly. Great point. It's you know choir. That's where so many singers. So you must start. sing though, Kevin. Right? I, I, no, I don't. No, I, but you just coach. I just coach. You just I, coach, but I, you don't sing when you coach. Yeah, I do. I call it voce di coche. Oh, voce <laughs> di coche. Got to get that on um, a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I sing everything like two octaves lower than what it's written. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what were we just talking uh, about? I, we were talking about your voce. <laughs> I think voce. You, know, <laughs> you must have to coach or you must sing. You said no, I don't. Yeah, I just um, a lot of, of singers who have gone on to operatic careers got their start in choirs. You know, they sang oh. in choirs in high school. Okay, say. and and their teacher might have said, "You have a beautiful voice. Maybe you should study voice in college." Is that so? Is that what they mostly do? Then go mostly. off to college and study yeah. voice. And some of and them then, are in musical theater in high school. Yeah, and all of a sudden get to college and go, and the teacher goes. Oh, wait a minute. There's a special voice in here. Oh, okay. I think you should try this. Yeah. Nice. This might interest you. For example, we had a, a girl who started off in the Toledo Opera uh, Children's Choir. Oh, the, was it Cassio Kanka? It was no. not. Okay. No. <laughs> but, um, and, and she, she liked it, but she, she loved musicals. She did a lot mm-hmm. of musicals. But uh, she ended up studying voice with a friend of mine. I also teach at Bowling Green State. And this uh, friend was a, a, a graduate student at Bowling Green. And when she started working with this this high school girl, she said, you know, I know you like musicals, and that's great, but I think your voice is going to develop in a way that you're going to want to study opera. So, you know, why don't you listen to some operas? Why don't you ask Kevin if maybe you can be in the adult chorus when you're a senior in high school instead of in the children's chorus? And so we put her in the adult chorus, and she just flourished. She loved it so much that she then... Uh, applied to, to school, to college, 
got into every college that she applied to. <laughs> Everybody wanted her, and she's now at Cincinnati for, Conservatory. For, for vocal for studies? Voice. Yeah, for, for voice? And, and that's she's through at Cincinnati? An she's at Cincinnati. Yeah, that's yes. through an audition. So you yeah. have to audition to get into those oh, vocal programs. Oh, yeah, again, it, it, everybody who listens to this also is aware, like musical theater and all these programs out there, if you want to get into them, you don't just walk in off the street and right, go, and say, I'd like hey, to do I'd this. I'd like to do this. <laughs> I'd like to do this. It's like, nah, that's not how it works. Everybody, you need to audition, and you need to try really hard. There's lots of people out there doing stuff. But I think that's amazing that this person recognized in her, hey, you, I know you love this, but you have might, you thought you, about this? Because exactly. I feel like maybe you would do really well over here. You know, it just kind of nudge her a little bit, exactly. and then she can make her own mind up, I guess. But also at the same time, she saw something, or she yeah. heard something and yeah. said, you, and you got this instead it, of that. It was something that just really moved her, you know, that excited her. She loved the stories that she heard, and, and the combination of the hmm. music and the stories just really... I also know that a lot of vocal coaches for musical theater students use opera stuff training for for like i know as yeah. an example it's like hey we're not going to come in and sing musicals i want you to come in and sing these opera songs that are in latin or in you know french Italian. or in some other language that you don't know what you're even singing because we want you to also focus on the beautifulness of what you're singing well and also basic vocal technique is basic yes. vocal technique yes i you know, i have to believe style you. is is something different but you know the voice works in a way and you have to learn how to. Yeah, how to use I may that. be I may be misspeaking here for vocal coaches that that coach musical theater students, but I do believe that maybe they think this kid that I'm working with is focusing too much on the storytelling of what's going on and not paying attention to their vocal cords yeah. and not doing. Well, and and I if think, I take that away, they can focus on just sounding really good. I mm -hmm. think that plays out because if you listen to any of the recordings pre 19. 80 of Broadway musicals, the vocal quality is not great. I mean, if you listen to the original recording of A Chorus Line or mm -hmm. Fiddler on the Roof, mm -hmm. there's some real pitch problems. And because at that time, you didn't really have triple threats. Uh -huh. You didn't have people right. that, you know, the dancers were great dancers, mm -hmm. but not great singers. Yes. Or they might, you know, <laughs> and opera went through that, that, you know, Pavarotti oh, yeah. was not known for his acting ability. Mm -hmm. You know, he got up and sang beautifully. But not known for the acting part of it. So I think that with that coaching, that has come taken Broadway to a whole new level and opera to a whole new level in the acting portion. And I want to credit the television and uh, like the Met and HD when you can go to the movies and, and see nice. a live opera on Saturday because the camera, we as Americans are going, you have to act too. We, we want to see the story acted, not just sung well. Yes. No, that's called the radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can, I can yeah. listen to the right. radio. Or a podcast. Yeah. Or, oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, if, if you just want to hear, the, everything has its place is the way I look at it. It's yeah. like, you know, you, you when you're in the car and you don't want to, you know, you obviously got to focus on the road, you're listening to stuff. When you're working, doing multitasking, you're listening to stuff. You know, but when you want to sit down and visually see this story being told in this beautiful set and this beautiful story and this beautiful uh, singer, actor, all this stuff, that's what you want to see visually. So, I you know, I really hope, that um, it grows. I, hope, I yeah. mean, do you, is it is the, is do you feel as though opera is, is growing over time, or is it um, leveling off? Or well, you know, we were only recently coming out of COVID. Oh yeah, and of we're course. still you know trying to figure out. I meant as a but, whole, but though. as a whole, yeah, I find that 
going speaking not like an old guy <laughs> the younger generation actually embraces things like opera awesome much more freely than what even maybe i did when i was a kid it's hard yeah. for me to gauge because i was so clueless about the arts when i was younger when yeah. i was in you know when i was First of all, a teenager, just forget about it. But we're talking like the 20s and stuff. I was still mostly just waking up and watching college game day every day and watching sports and doing all that kind of stuff. And then when I started to experience other stuff, I was like, has this always been here? And I just didn't know it. And it has. And that's what I was wondering with opera. Like, well, and I think a lot of people are hesitant if they haven't been to an opera to come because it's, oh, it's people really dressed up and it's in a foreign language. I'm not going to know what's going on. And that's not Toledo Opera. I can't speak okay. for other companies, but yeah. that's not this Toledo isn't, Opera. This one in Harlem's not in a foreign language, uh, is No, it? it's, okay. in English, it's in English. But Phew. even in English, we have super titles. We have the lyrics uh, projected above the stage so you can follow right oh, along. Wow. Uh, we do that for, for all of our operas, no matter what language they're in. I was about to say, like, subtitles, because you said super yeah, titles. That's exactly. They're, they're above the they're stage above. instead of below. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Super, oh yeah. yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> that's awesome. So if you if you just miss a little bit, you can catch up for some Absolutely. reason. Exactly. Because yeah. even it's it's tough in English, tough. for especially for the higher voices, to enunciate enough for a large audience to yeah. get every word. So it's just easier for us to to project those super titles and that way you can follow right along. I'm just hoping, like I said, like I'm just totally clueless about everything and that this has always been going on and people have been loving this for a long time and, and I'm just now catching up. Well, yeah. Toledo Opera's been around since 1959, yeah. so it's yeah. time to get Yeah, well, there's definitely yeah. I, that, but it, just the fact that, like, I was hoping that you were like, oh, it's just it's more popular than ever, you know? Everybody's just loving it more and more every year. Because I, I know from my th uh, musical theater knowledge that once I discovered musical theater, there, there was this endless hole of shows and performances and i'm like wait a minute they they open up every thanksgiving day parade why do i not know any of this crap <laughs> <laughs> they do perform the first hour it's the I best know. part of the parade I, yeah. I, it is yeah. I, by a mile for me <laughs> I, we wake up and we do that but i didn't know that for years i didn't know that until i had children that's how like clueless okay. i was and and obviously they were doing it for who, who knows it's yeah. like oh broadway and i'm like yeah i know broadway no i, I didn't know I didn't know. So I was, I'm hoping that that's the case with, with opera, that everybody you know, enjoys it, keeps it going, and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. So well, do we. we. We do a lot of educational programs at Toledo Opera. Cool. In fact, years ago, we were doing, uh, we used to do things out in the, the miniature parks in the summer. And I ran into uh, a woman that had been at one of our shows in Kroger. She, she walked up to me and she goes, you don't know me, but I, I, I heard you perform, you know, at the, at the, the Metro Park last wow. week. And she goes, uh, we loved it. We've gone every week, but we especially loved the night that you did all the opera arias. We did a preview of our upcoming season. And I said, well, that's great. And she goes, we brought our kids because we just want them to know that there are things out there that they might not right now understand, but that they shouldn't be afraid of them and shouldn't be afraid to try something yeah, new. Amazing. And I was like, whoa, can we quote you, please? <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was so beautiful. Yeah. And um, I mean, I, I hope that they're listening to this and that they yeah. come to the opera. Yeah, the arts um, are like, yeah, the, the arts are uh, uh, like a restaurant, I guess, in a way. It's like, don't just take them and take them to eat chicken fingers all the time. You got to yeah. expose them to stuff. And, well, yeah, and in, know. in addition, we also do a lot of community engagement. Okay. So we're doing a lot of programming, especially around Blue, to help people understand um, the issues of this contemporary opera. We're trying to do it with our uh, classic operas as well, that, you know, Carmen has some issues that are still 
of relevance today. Um, so there are many things I know that um, our community engagement group has done a documentary film about uh, police in Toledo, and they've interviewed some people um, in the black community as well that talk about those stories. That's airing on WGTE in the next couple weeks. Wow. So you could check all of those things out on our uh, on our website, ToledoWopper.org. Yeah. And also there's a listing of, you know, (laughs) we have what's called a Tuesday talk, which is um, a discussion. And this one's going to be virtual because of COVID. We don't want to gather everybody. We'll do it virtually. And it's um, a bunch of people and a moderator, one of one being the librettist, Taswell Thompson, talking about the making and the relevance of this show to contemporary and audiences. that's that's going to be on. Uh, That'll be on the Toledo Opera's Facebook and oh, YouTube channels. That's very cool. Um, Tuesday, Tuesday the eighteenth. Okay, and, and I so think now I know o'clock. why it's called Blue. So yeah, that helps me. Exactly. Out, you know, exactly. You know, it's just a simple title, just Blue. You know, gets right to it. And there's many other community events. There's an event at the um, Police Museum. Oh wow! There's going to be something there. That's a. Um, a reserve situation because there's only so many seats that they can take. So if you check out the community engagement page on our website, it's all Jeez, right there. Who so we've is got a lot your going marketing on. producer? Nice job. Whoever's doing that is doing a great job getting you out there and, and covering everything. So Absolutely. That, is that Rachel? Rachel. All right, Rachel. Yeah. Good job, Rachel. Like, we Rachel. love Rachel. Yeah, she's doing a great job making uh, uh, inroads into all the communities and, Absolutely. and outreach. That's what it's all about. Yeah, when's the show? August 26th and 28th. That's a Friday night at 7.30 at the Valentine Theater. And, and so they can go to the Valentine then, right? They can Pardon go me? to Valentine and buy the tickets? No, they actually call the opera, okay. 419-255-SING, which is 7464, mm-hmm. or they can buy them online at ToledoOpera.org. All right. All right. Well, I just want to thank you guys for coming in. I really thank, th- you. Hey, thank you. Oh, I mean, I you guys reached out and said, would we, I'm like, yeah, we, of course we'd love to have you on. I'm like, uh, why wouldn't we? So I, can't, I, I feel honored that you actually reached out to us, little lamos. So. No stop. Yeah. <laughs> Come see Blue. Come and see it. Uh, and we've got some I'm other intrigued. fun things coming up this fall and next spring. So All right. we'd love to come back and talk about those. Hey, you're on. Okay. Right. Absolutely. Excellent. I would love to have you back. Excellent. I, I enjoy your company. So. Hey, thank Thanks, you. Same guys. here.